0: Hey everyone, welcome back. We know it's been a little bit of time. Um, we took a bit of a hiatus, but we're back and we're... With season
1: two, which is a little bit different. Season two is just going to be, I think, discussions about things that we've watched, things that we've read, things that we've listened to, all like creative things, but then our discussions on them, it fits COVID pretty well.
0: Yeah, we essentially just want to keep it a little bit more open-ended and we'll still have guests on the season. We still definitely want to interview people we find interesting and creative, but I think we also just realized we've been consuming a lot of interesting
1: <laughs> way more media than normal. <laughs> yeah, and to we December, I think we literally watched a movie, it sounds bad, but almost every day. No, so we, we have did, a lot to talk about. Yeah, and
0: tonight we wanted to talk about a movie we watched this past weekend, and it's one that maybe some of you have already seen. There was a lot of buzz around it, but it was Malcolm, or it's called Malcolm and Marie with With Zendaya. Zendaya
1: And John David Washington. Yeah, I don't know why we, uh, I think we wanted to watch it for a long time since seeing that it was going to come out. So we watched it basically as soon as it came out.
0: Yeah, we literally watched the night that it came out on Netflix. I think it was this past Friday. And we tried um, to not read
1: too much before, but I think we saw a couple things saying reviews. it was a big flop. And then a few things saying that it was, I don't know if there was anything saying it was great. But we went into it pretty blind, I would say.
0: Yeah, like I would say we went into it with an open mind. I definitely didn't read any reviews or anything like that before. I had glanced at a few like headlines and... Saw a rating, but it was still early on, and we would just come out, so I guess we didn't really know what to expect. But we both loved the trailer, so we were And I excited. love that it was
1: shot in black and white film, mm-hmm. I just thought it was the cinematography looked so beautiful, even from the trailer. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was a COVID film, but not talking about COVID at all like, mm-hmm. we just filmed it in a remote location, just the two of them. I think the crew was in like the 20s, it was a very small crew, I think After it was 22 was people. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was just a cool COVID movie to see that wasn't, like, Archie from Riverdale trying to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't
0: want that one. And, and yeah, I guess, like, now that you bring up there's only 22 people who made up the crew, I guess something we've never spoken about is that it was literally only two people in the entire group. The part
1: about articles that we
0: read and people hating it or strongly disliking it,
1: I think most of the critiques that we were
0: kind of reading
1: after, we always, mm-hmm. we always, as soon as the movie is done, like, read up everything that we can find on Even it.
0: during the movie sometimes, yeah. which I don't, like, I don't want to admit, but, like, <laughs> but <we laughs> I'll be try. researching the cast before it's even done. <laughs> them.
1: But um, they were saying that they disliked it, but also that it was, like, at its core, not a very good movie, I think, mm-hmm. because many, many of the things that we are reading about were saying that it brought up issues mm. within the conversation of the two characters but it didn't really give any answers to them and it didn't go very really more than surface level which is interesting because the whole movie was basically just monologue and then the other character would have a monologue in response so you think that they'd be able to go pretty deep but did you find that mm-hmm. it was more than surface level like what was your no opinion?
0: not at all and I think yeah I would agree with that like I think all of the most of the reviews that I saw, I think, really captured how I felt and I think how we felt. Mm-hmm. It brought up a lot of interesting topics, but yeah, I didn't really delve into them that much. And like a lot of articles, I think, described it as monologues going back and forth between mm-hmm. the two for the entire movie. And I think even one one article, the way it described it, I, I really liked. I forget <laughs> how they exactly... Worded it, but they said something along the lines of how this movie requires. Uh, they, they worded it so like beautifully, but, um, so well. But it pretty much just said that this movie requires a lot of patience just to get through. The yeah. I feel like there wasn't any moment where you could just like almost like take a breath. It was just like constant.
1: That's fair. I didn't find that there was a lot of comedic relief,
0: which is interesting because
1: yeah. when I was reading things that the cast had said or and the crew, they said that they actually. That it could even fit into the genre of comedy. Like, they really thought oh, it that's was really interesting because I, yeah, it had kind of funny elements which I didn't really see. At at <laughs> but I think that even though it may have been like maybe they didn't find answers to the questions they were raising, why I still liked it was that I think that's a very realistic portrayal of how a conversation and a debate between two people in their situation, like coming home from a long night would discuss something. I don't think that they would necessarily find the answers to the big questions that they're raising, like about identity and uh, race in Hollywood and like different big things like that in one night. So I think then that, mm-hmm. that that was like a very realistic portrayal to me of just how two people would discuss and especially mm-hmm. their characters, I think, would discuss the topics they were discussing. But then I think that kind of goes into, we talked about this a little bit, should art be realistic? And does realistic art make it better art? Or what are kind of the qualifiers that we can use to analyze yeah. if it was objectively a good film rather mm-hmm. than just how it made us feel?
0: Right. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. And I think what's also interesting is I think I disagreed with you when we spoke about, I think... We we spoke about like, or I think you had mentioned this is how a couple would actually, yeah, like argue. And I think I said, and I yeah, I think I said like I don't think because the movie was like an hour and forty six minutes, but Mm -hmm. I think in the it seemed like it just like went on almost like forever. But I think (laughs) wait, so how do you really feel about it? I, I I don't know. I just feel like a couple. Remember that one thing I said about how like some things are not always said I think they had brought up like every single emotion and thought
1: um, yeah, that they one. would
0: maybe experience over a longer period of time or it just well, that was
1: what you said yeah, yeah about the time period you felt like it was they said everything that would have been condensed from a long period of time
0: yeah you No, know, exactly and I think it was just like so packed into this like into mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like would a couple having the issues that they were having, which are very like real issues that Mm -hmm. I think a lot of couples face, would it have played out how they portrayed it in the movie? And I think it goes back to the, to how a lot of people interpreted it as just Mm nonstop, like back and forth monologues that weren't just even, they were obviously having a fight with one another, but it was also like they were having a lot of internal debates as well.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if that part was
0: like super realistic. But but
1: I think that almost he was clearly a
0: self-centered character. Yeah. And
1: she was self-centered in that she was victimizing herself, I think. And so I think that for those two people, they would live in their heads quite a bit. And so it felt like to me, like all of this had probably been building up in both of them for so long and had been unsaid for so long Mm -hmm. that when it came to it and finally there was this moment that, and they'd been drinking and they were um, about to have a fight, like a mm-hmm. moment where they felt like they could let it all out. Yeah. They said everything that had maybe been going on in their heads for quite some time, but then it was just this confusion of everything that they'd been thinking. Right. And I think that you see in, in Malcolm and John David's character that he just loves to hear himself speak and yeah. that's why I felt like it was realistic. But I think that Mm -hmm. still that doesn't really like answer the question of should it be realistic and going along on that like should it have answered more of the questions that it rose or not because Mm -hmm. I think that was one of the critiques
0: that it just like raised these deep questions that didn't give satisfying answers but Mm -hmm. do you think the critiques wanted the movie to give answers or do you think that was like just their positive like the only positive aspect of the film that it raised those questions
1: yeah I think it could go have gone either way in the one that I read the New York times one, I definitely think it was like this is the saving grace yeah but whereas in others I think they thought that it had
0: the potential to go more and didn't fulfill that potential right yeah 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 I'm not sure if well like what I exactly think about that because I think they definitely could have gone a bit further in exploring the questions because I just feel like they brought up so many different questions and issues, all of which were very important, but then just didn't really mm-hmm. go into them. But then it's also like some of the questions or topics are also ones that are just inherently hard to yeah. answer. And, is like, and it's like, is there even an answer? But the film should have maybe like still gone deeper and further explored it rather than just moving on to the next like argument or the next topic or issue.
1: Do you think you went to a little bit
0: further? Like, do uh, you
1: think that that no. end of the film was the culmination of this argument? in someone one. Or do you think no. it was just saying, like, this happens and life goes on?
0: I think it was saying, like, this happens and life goes on. I don't think anybody won. And I think even while we were watching the film, we kept saying, I see his, I see his point of view. Exactly. And I see her point of view. Yeah. And then we, could, we obviously could understand the flaws that each of them had. But I don't think there was really a winner. And I think I don't think there was supposed to be, you know, a winner. No.
1: Because I don't but think there usually is a winner in real life.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I um, think that
1: what you just said was part of why I liked it so much. Okay, you were saying how we kept saying in the film, mm. like they would it would go from one moth like Malcolm's moth to Marie's moth. And we would say, Oh, we do see their side, like we do see their side. Yeah. Like there wasn't a clear villain. Yeah. Um, or a clear Personal relationship who was wrong, maybe. Yes. They're both wrong and they both were right and had their points. Mm. And that's when I said to you the point about like Aristotle saying that art should be informative and that it teaches us how to act better. So we come away from it having mm. like, learned something about how to live our lives in a better way. Mm. And I thought that was so true in this film because I think when you're in a situation like that or in a relationship like that, be it romantic or otherwise you know that you're only seeing your point of view and it's just, Mm. it's impossible to see the other person's point of view as clearly as you see your own. And things Mm. just become so tangled, I feel. And so I think that the beauty of the film was that so quickly we could switch between both of their perspectives and seeing their points and, and knowing that they're both right and they're both wrong. And I think that we could take that away then. And then like, not maybe right now, but apply it to our, like our lives in the future. So I like
0: that about it. Yeah. No, I think that you bring up like a very good point. Being the audience like gave us that perspective that we probably wouldn't have had if we were in that or going through that experience. Yeah. Whether it be with like anyone you might be in a relationship with, yeah. Whether it's like romantic or a friend or a family member, when you're in the heat of the moment, it's very difficult to be like hey this person could be right and instead you're focused on your own yeah what you're going through and what you think is right and yeah that's yeah that's a very good point
1: oh I thought that one part of the film was so beautiful when she was lying on the floor and they had just I guess it maybe this was the midpoint I can't remember exactly but they had just had one happy moment Mm. and they were like thought that the fight was finally over and he just yeah. is going to the washroom mm-hmm. and he's like, like, stay happy, stay happy, stay happy. And everyone knows like she's not going to be able to because she doesn't internally want to. Mm-hmm. And then she just like, I think you see a tear come down her face. Um, yeah. When I explained it, it sounds like very cliche, but it, it didn't feel like that in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was so beautiful because you just know the characters by that point. Yeah. So well, you feel that you know that she's not going to be happy and you know that it's not even that he did something so wrong that makes her unhappy, like he did a lot of wrong things, but it's that her character doesn't want to be happy. And I think that was the point that I was like, oh, I feel like I actually like mm-hmm. fully understand, or maybe not fully, but understand the motivations behind each character and like know their perspectives.
0: Right, yeah. And how they can both
1: be equally valid while they may be conflicting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember that moment. And I remember you saying that, but even leading up to that, I think we almost anticipated that happening because there was so much emphasis on him or they really highlighted him stressing, just stay like this, like until I come back from the bathroom and I feel like there was just like a part of us that knew Mm -hmm. that that wasn't going to happen and it didn't. And yeah, that was a pretty like a pretty hard moment. And I think where her like grievances kind of lied were, especially at the beginning was when she felt that she wasn't given And obviously, she went a little bit more into, like, why she was so unhappy with him, not just in relation with the movie, but also, like, in their relationship. Mm -hmm. But at the beginning, him not, like, thanking her. And I think a topic that, or or something that we saw come up quite a few times when we were looking into, or reading about um, the movie afterwards was, how much credit does an artist, you know, owe their muse? Mm -hmm. And I think that was Mm -hmm. definitely, like, a big point that was made at the beginning. And I thought it was... Interesting, because I think at the beginning, he tried to, he basically first said, Malcolm. hey, like, this could have been based, yeah, Malcolm basically just said, like, hey, this could have been based on anyone. And he almost, he, he almost belittered, belittled yeah, her, I think, her actually, fact. where he basically said, like, you think you're the only, you know, recovered, dr- dr- or whatever he had said, I, I don't remember exactly. And I mean, eventually got to a point where we understand that she actually had a really big impact mm-hmm. on on the movie. But yeah, I thought that whole concept was interesting because it's, who do you think should get the most credit? Because he, he did.
1: It, well, it's hard because I think any like artist and creator takes from their life experience and mm-hmm. obviously infuses that with their imagination. But we all are who we've been socialized to be and brought up to be and who have grown to be through our relationships with our family and our friends and what have you. So I think that obviously like she played a huge part, but he was ultimately the one that brought it to life. But I think that then her grievance that I understood was that like she didn't get to act. the so yeah. role that she felt was hers. Yeah. But then obviously there's like more into that. Did she really want it? Did she just want to say that she wanted it? But I think what was interesting, the the thing that was interesting that that brought up to me was when I was reading about it afterwards, another Critique of the movie was that the writer/director is white, mm. and the movie is obviously like it talks a lot about like this: his, his being his race is a big part of the film, yeah, because he is upset about how white critics can't analyze like black film as just being film and not yeah. being political in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he talks about how filmmaking for him is such a collaborative effort and how he couldn't write these characters without a lot of input from um, the actors. But then he's the one obviously credited with the film. So I think mm. that, that kind of paralleled the what he's writing about in the film because it's okay, so how much credit should these characters get from the actors and actresses that portray them rather than just this writer director telling him how to act when he said that he couldn't have done it without that. Yeah. I thought that was just, like, an interesting encounter that yeah. we saw in the movie. And I don't know what the answer is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you think that someone who isn't part of a specific group can tell a story with that group?
0: Yeah, that, yeah, I, th- I think that's a very... We've grappled with this a lot. Hard question, like, yeah. We've talked about it so many times, and my, I don't think we have an answer but Yeah, my inclination is to say, like, no. I think they can tell the story, but who is it going to be best told by? And I think... Mm-hmm. Someone who hasn't lived the experiences of an individual from a certain group, I don't think can tell it as well, because it's just not their lived experiences. But I think they can tell it and they can do research and get others, to, others from that you know group to help inform. But yeah, I think telling a story, it's such a tricky like topic. I think they can tell it. I just don't think it's going to be as good. But I think it could still be good. But, I, but
1: maybe not I, as
0: true. Yeah. I think there are a lot of things you can do to try to best understand someone else's experience or try to change your perspective or try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, like research. Yeah, research, leveraging resources, all of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's possible. And I think it's possible to do a good job. But I I just think that's like an element, like not living through those experiences is an element that is crucial in my opinion.
1: And maybe um, it doesn't
0: position you best to tell the story. Exactly. But I think... And then also there's that whole thing of, do you deserve to tell the story too? Should you leave the, the storytelling to those who have actually... Like, I don't know. Is it, it, it basically is like, is it your story to even tell?
1: And we do this a lot when we discuss things. We just look at the one person takes the, mm. um, like the role of the devil's advocate. So no. we, we maybe don't always <laughs> agree mm. with what we counter, but... I think like a counter to that might be that a situation where it maybe is appropriate, mm-hmm. or at least acceptable, or under, like we can understand it, is mm-hmm. when that story would not be told mm-hmm. if, if that person didn't stand up to tell it. Yeah. And I think that it's not that one one film can be the only film to tell a specific story, but in this instance, like he was maybe best positioned to write this film and produce this film, and what he did with that. Platform that he has is engage mm-hmm. people whose stories it really was. He didn't get someone who had been a drug addict to mm-hmm. I don't know what research he did, but wasn't mm-hmm. one of the people playing mm-hmm. the role, so I'm sure would have been better suited to yeah. actually play the role. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we can be that nitpicky, mm-hmm. but I think that he probably used his platform well to engage people whose stories, yeah, this more I guess aligned yeah. with. So I think that makes it maybe it doesn't make it perfect, but I think makes it makes me more amenable to hearing his, his interpretation of the story.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, just even taking a step back, because you just said something there, like, actors and actresses essentially tell the stories of people. Yeah, like, yeah. experiences that they haven't lived, and that's why there's, you know, like, training and things that they do to get in the, to, to best get into character. And it, so I think for me, it's, I know there are a lot of different, like, opinions on this, but I think for me, it's more about... Who's best positioned to to do a yeah. better job at telling it? But is it like this person is not allowed to say anything on it? I don't think so. And obviously that doesn't happen. But yeah.
1: it's such a combination of things too, because if the this director specifically, Sam Robinson had been like not white, had mm-hmm. been because this issue is about racial issues had been of a mm-hmm. a different race. That, that wouldn't necessarily make him the best person positioned to tell this story. Mm. Like it's one factor, I think, but it's hard to check all the boxes. And I think they talked about that in the film with Marie wanting to play that character that she thought was based on. Yeah. Cause she thought who could be better positioned to play this than, than I, because. Yeah.
0: And she, she literally said something. it. She was like, I lived through this. Yeah. Like, she said I, I lived
1: it. And then she yeah. even at, at that one point acted uh, or got into the character. Yeah. But they had a discussion about if she really wanted it. And, if she showed that she would be the best in the, um, Mm -hmm. like, in the early stages of casting. And it didn't really give an answer of if she would be better. And I think that kind of is the answer. Like, maybe that would have informed her to better play the role than Taylor, who ended up playing the role. But it might have made her too close to the role that she wouldn't be able to do it justice. Like, I think that there are so many factors at play that it's hard to say, like, the person who's experienced it the most. Mm. Has the most right to tell the story. Well, I do think that that's a very mm. important thing that we need to consider as well.
0: Yeah. Do you think those are two separate things though? Because when she went into character, at first I remember we were confused, and then I was like, wait, no, she's definitely like, yeah. you know acting. Because it just seems so out of character in terms of how she, like, in contrast to her demeanor at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. But are those two separate things though? Because I think she proved that she would have done a good job. Like, I mean, like, would she have, like performed differently in an actual like film environment, like as they were actually like filming the movie. Yeah. I don't know, but I think the point of that was to show that she would, like, she proved that she would have done like a yeah. better job. But the fact, or the whole point of her not wanting it enough, like, yeah, do you think that I'm was a saying. separate like issue no, I mean, in I'm the in think the that story? Was a different thing. But yeah. where,
1: where I'm saying is that we didn't, they didn't give us an answer. Was that like? Yeah. Maybe for we don't know this, but maybe she actually wasn't as good Mm. uh, of an actress as the girl who got the role, and Mm. so that limit her limit would have limited her ability. Obviously, I don't think she was like, I think that maybe it did answer and that she was the best positioned, but that would have maybe limited her ability to tell the story, even though she lived it. Yeah, so I think that there is that best person who is like, in the case of this, like a good, like a phenomenal actress has lived every element of the character and can separate herself enough from that lived experience to be Mm -hmm. able to deliver while drawing on it, to be able to deliver the most captivating um, and honest performance. I think that's obviously the ideal, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, we obviously don't have someone to fit that for every role. right? So you have to start like taking all other things into play. And then I think it's about, if you don't have, if you can't check all the boxes, like what are you doing to make sure that those voices who, are not you yeah. are being elevated and being given like the recognition that they deserve?
0: Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So I guess you're saying like if you don't have like I guess in the specific case it's like you would have to be like a good actress or an actor to tell the story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but like the, telling the story can apply to any type of setting or through any medium. So I guess so. I guess what you're you're saying is sometimes the person whose story it is doesn't have the best new platform or not platform necessarily to tell uh, the story, but so they need to leverage someone else who can maybe best deliver that story to a wider audience.
1: I think that, yeah. And like in an imperfect world, that just like is kind of what we're seeing at play here. And I don't know if this, I'm not going to say my point because it's not a point I'm trying to make. We're just like Mm. talking about it to see what we think. But um, is that if we were going to be, like if it were to be the ideal case, Every actor in a movie would be like a professional actor and actress, but also have lived that whole experience, yeah. so would be able to deliver it based on their lived experience, right? And, and that would that's not give possible. Them yeah. And that's not possible. So yeah. then it's like about okay, well, what are the steps that we take to still make sure that like,
0: yeah,
1: valid and realistic? And when that person is there, like why not give them the role? Like I remember Joe yeah. got a lot of flack when she was play, yeah. I think this is just reminding me of that. She's yeah. Play, um, like the a transgender, role. yeah, and it's like there are people who can play those roles, and that's why people were upset because yeah. why give it to like a white woman who can play so many other roles so well? Yeah, and I'm sh- I know she could do a phenomenal role at anything. Yeah. i she, she could. Yeah, but when there are other people there to tell the story that are be the better choice, why not take them?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I think the critique there is there are people who, yeah, exactly. who do have the skill and the talent to, to perform and have also lived through that experience. So it's, yeah, so I think the critique is probably, like, why is the industry not using those individuals? But yeah, no, I think that it's, like, a very interesting thing to think about.
1: It's interesting to me that he's so upset, in the story is so upset about... The critic making the story about politics when mm-hmm. he just wants to be like a filmmaker making movies about whatever it's about and yeah. not have it be politicized or not have identity politics come into play. Yeah, But the film itself raises is about raising those questions. Right. It's just interesting. There's so many dynamics between what's talked about in the film and the story of the film yeah. and then the making of the film itself and everything that went into that mm-hmm. that I think just like layer the discussions that is really interesting. I don't really have a point there.
0: Just- yeah. No, it, it it is. And it made me think too, like, oh, how many reviews or pieces have I read that 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 were, you know, about I don't know, like a, a piece of art, like a movie or a book or whatever by a let's say like a like a black um artist, and how many tied their race into it somehow? And I didn't even like realize. And was it and I and I wonder if that and no, I'm sure it is like a frustration. Meant maybe many, not just Black, but maybe any other artist from a minority group may feel. And I'm sure it happens whenever they... And I feel like there are definitely times when artists from these groups produce art and it it is meant to be tied to their race or to tell a story related to that Mm -hmm. in some way. But then other times when they just want to make art, but people can only look at it through the lens of their their race. And that must be extremely frustrating, and it was interesting because I had never really thought about that much before.
1: Yeah, uh, I do think it's interesting to consider how frustrating that must be, mm-hmm. even like for on the side of um, actors and actresses filling roles too, because I guess the current climate is so wants to be so aware of these issues and talking yeah. about them in an appropriate way, but still, obviously, Hollywood is. I think like a pretty white industry, yeah. um, or has it, its roots in white patriarchy. Like the roles coming up now, even though they seem on the surface, or they probably seem on the surface to be like an empowering and inspiring role. Mm-hmm. I think for I'm thinking specifically of like of people of color right now, but. Like, I could, I could see a scenario where they're being cast in these roles that are very empowering, but then not even considered for roles that don't specify a race, just because there's still that, like, default whiteness. And so while it makes yeah. seem like we're celebrating these different stories, it's like, is has the diversity actually translated so that for a role that's not expressly celebrating, like, uh, one specific race or strong women or something like that, like, any person could come in and play their role. Does so that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I get what you're saying. Like I don't know if that's
1: the case, but I could see, mm-hmm. like, I could see it still just being like posturing in a lot of in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. um, and still having that like default white male be written into kind of the early stages of right of casting and of producing um, a film. And not to say that is the case, this is obviously just like me hypothesizing, so. Mm
0: -hmm. I think he said this, but I think it, or I I saw it somewhere and I thought it was interesting where he said, or I think he called the uh, LA Times writer who he really did not like. I think he called her lazy at one point. And I thought that was interesting because I was like, he basically was suggesting that any, it's almost like, the easy thing to do to just default on that as soon as any art is produced by someone who is, you know, not white, it's easy just to default to commenting on their race and how it relates to that and all of that instead of just focusing on the artwork.
1: I think it's pretty obvious that art is meant to be political.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um, Maybe
1: not in all cases, but I think certainly in most cases, it's pretty clear when that's the intention. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: it definitely made me hyper aware now. So now when I'm like reading reviews or articles or whatever it may be, I think I'm going to be, you know, just more like alert and take notice of it more now. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think in the past, I might've not even recognized that was happening. And like you said, it's usually pretty obvious if that was meant to be like the point of the art, but it just makes me think about how much it almost like takes away from appreciating what they wanted their art to be about when that's all you like the, the critic yeah. or the audience can focus on. And I'm glad the movie brought up that issue, to be honest, because it's mm-hmm. something I'm much more aware of now. Yeah,
1: I think that something this is also making me think of, is that I wonder if this is the case, but it seems like most stories that are very vocal about being progressive mm-hmm. are not typically, I think, made by that group kind of going along with what we were talking about before, who is the right to tell the story. But it's like, who's the right to tell the story? But then does that group want to tell the story? Because I think if I'm thinking about it, because we've been talking so much about race, like switching it and talking about gender, I get so frustrated with the movies that are just, then media that's telling me like to be an empowered woman because I want to be an empowered woman and like Mm. rah-rah feminism. Mm. And I don't think that those movies are often... Driven by feminists who actually have like an academic understanding of what they want to see out of society, like in the issues at hand, I Mm -hmm. think it's more of like the industry kind of seeing that this is like what's popular in culture and what people want to consume, and Mm -hmm. thinking that they know the best interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think that group of women just wants to like live and make art, not necessarily just art, but in this case, like just create their own thing and not have it have to always be about like making their place as women.
0: Do yeah. you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. It's almost like those people who would be best suited to tell the story almost don't because they just want to make progress by doing.
0: Right. And yeah. so the story often that's a whole gets other, probably like, manipulated
1: into something that it's not, it's, it's not, not really. And I think it made, what made me think of it is that I think there are not always, but a lot of times, like, white people want to, and, like, I, I'm a white person, I'm definitely not like perfect and I don't want to be judging anybody but want to prove so badly that they're supportive of like every cause mm. and so are the ones that are most actively like on social media about it and pushing content about it and probably making films about it whereas the groups themselves just want to like have the like have a platform to do whatever they want right and like yeah. make the art whatever they want and not having to be like
0: telling mm-hmm. the stories
1: about what got from there I don't know yeah. I'm kind of going too long on this but
0: yeah it's definitely a balance because I think that obviously, there are stories that need to be told and should be told,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: then at the same time, like what you just said, making progress is also just about being able to just in in this specific case or um, specifically related to what we're talking about just make art mm-hmm. and have your art appreciated for you know what it actually is mm-hmm. rather than having it always just tied to like your, your race or your your gender, yeah, your identity. So it's definitely like, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a balancing act. I think you need both, but yeah, but again, I can see how it can be frustrating when, especially for those creators or artists who are just trying to just do that, and sometimes they don't want everything to be about maybe trauma that they've experienced or from their group. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a very interesting. It's a very interesting.
1: Like with so many topic. It yeah, might also it, even be like fear of how. That would be interpreted because I can only speak to it like as being a woman. But I know there have been times in my life when I really want to dissociate myself from like the feminist movement or talking about, I guess, women's issues and for fear of people thinking that I care about one thing or that like, I only care about it because that's the group that that I'm a part of or um, Mm -hmm. like, what have you. So I don't know if that's an element, but I mean, I can see that in my Mm -hmm. own life being an element of being like, okay, like, like, I just don't want to be criticized or I don't want people to have prejudice about, me like just being very passionate about this and so I need to tone it
0: down yeah so it's really like the question is what is the best way to make progress is it by like telling stories and being like you said like what's the or I guess like being for a cause and being very vocal about that or is it like just by like doing and like like you said and I think think obviously I think it's both yeah yeah and I and I I think think Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I
1: was just gonna say, I think that the people who would be, like you said, best positioned to tell those stories that we that I think there is a place for mm-hmm. about just saying that this is an issue and discussing the issue, and probably don't yeah. want to be the ones to tell the story because of all of the like stigma associated with with that. Mm-hmm. But also, there there are those cases where maybe they just don't want to maybe they want to talk about something else and I think just like boxing everybody in is mm-hmm. where yeah kind of drawn these long lines that have limited like art and mm-hmm. rather than foster the right voices and,
0: yeah. and things like that right yeah no that's very yeah it's a, it's such an interesting I know I keep saying that but it honestly really is because I feel like you could just have a debate about this forever like it's oh my god! Like we've like, had
1: so many debates yeah. about it and when and, I
0: Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it gets because there's like no right answer. And it's not even really a debate. It's more of a, yeah, more of a discussion. Yeah, again, there's no right answer.
1: Because we always, we always, like you said before, we often will take the other position just so we can foster like more of a healthy discussion. But I think Mm -hmm. we always come away from it having had our own, more of our like unconscious biases brought to the surface. Yeah. And like our positions and I think strengthened and just having learned something yeah so Mm -hmm. even though they they go on for so long and we have the same conversation I think or about the same topic over and over again sometimes you're right it's because there's no right answer and yeah hopefully we're just getting closer
0: to it Mm -hmm. yeah and I wouldn't even say like the opposite or like I wouldn't even say like they're two opposing positions I think that we explore like all like possible positions, and some are, like, more related to others than, but... And then we tweet, and we... Yeah, exactly. and we
1: consider other points of view, and I think that's what I like so much with this film, because I love discussion so much, and debate, Mm -hmm. because I just think it's the most productive way to actually arrive at the truth, and to, like, progress as people and as societies to have healthy discussion, and so... I liked that the movie, even though I don't think that theirs was a healthy and productive discussion that led to much fruitfulness, mm-hmm. I think it, it, even for us in that moment now, and, and for the articles that I'm reading, it, it's given rise to some questions that I think we, may, we still need to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends what you want out of, out of like, art and out of films that you see. But I think that for me at that time, it was really what I wanted out of the film. And, yeah. uh, and so I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah but it definitely
0: well, was not for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's for everyone. I think, I don't want to say most should watch it, but I think most could watch it and like take away something definitely. from it. And even like for myself, someone who didn't like really love it, I think I still took away stuff from it. And we had a very, I think, good discussion on a lot of points that it raised. And I know it was critiqued for bringing up all these points and then not really diving deeper into them. But like we did that, so. and, and <laughs> So perfect, <laughs> so and like awesome. I said, maybe yeah, they,
1: maybe they were hurt. Like maybe oh. it's more they were praising it for bringing up those issues and just didn't like the rest of it. Yeah, and I think one yeah. thing that most people can agree with is that the cinematography was just beautiful. It was yeah. shot so beautifully.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and like I think we, and I think that's what drew us in right from oh, yeah. like when we saw the trailer. I was like,
1: Trier. this is a black and white film
0: we have to watch it. it no honestly it was it was it was so beautiful and i think for that like they should be like and i think that was like praise that a lot of reviews um, yeah, i kind of want to watch it again or, now. well i i don't but <laughs> 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 well that's funny too cuz i think the first thing you said right after the movie and you i think you said at the I beginning totally of this conversation you're like i would never want to watch it again but
1: now talking um, about it i'm like oh
0: my goodness it i don't think i, I need missed? I, I don't know. I don't think I need to see it again to be able to <laughs> dive back into these topics. But just because I think it was a little, it is a little tiring to the nonstop yeah. fighting. Maybe
1: one and slightly claustrophobic, which I think was fair. Yeah. But you know yeah. what's fascinating to me was that I think that both of the characters were maybe slightly, I don't, I don't actually know if this was the case, but maybe slightly shallow or, or yeah. both felt like they were a little bit deeper than they were. Yeah. But in bringing across that character, the movie did it so well. So I thought it it brought across in such a deep and complex way, mm. even the shallowness of their characters, yeah, or the elements yeah. where they were shallow. And yeah. I thought that was so, yeah, so fascinating. That was probably due to a lot of things, but obviously, like John David and Zendaya, just really bringing their
0: characters to life in such a beautiful way. I thought and that like, was interesting. That's a really good point. I think the first thing that came to mind for me when you said that was the opening scene with Malcolm when they both get home and the first thing he does is just like he's literally in his own world just like pacing and so self-absorbed in that first monologue Mm -hmm. and I think that perfectly captures I guess like that sense of what you just like said.
1: Like what we Um, both said like we knew what was going to happen we knew what their characters were going to do after having watched them for an
0: hour. Yeah almost like, two hours
1: but in, in yeah you mean in the middle of the phone yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um I think that was that deserves some sort of mm-hmm. congratulations so. no for sure I'll still stand behind it but yeah we don't have to watch it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think for me once was enough but like I said I like I still liked it but yeah it it was good so yeah I mean if you haven't watched it I think I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I yeah. think
1: you should watch. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You can get the little, <laughs> little pitch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
1: It was some good discussion. But um, yeah, that's a good way to. Uh, yeah, I think it. it's time
0: for us to go to bed. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening to to our. How long was this? Yeah, almost an hour long discussion. But I hope be found it interesting. Or I love
1: that when we started you, out, we were let talk about this movie for fifteen minutes and see if it. If anything comes a it, and then, <laughs> then we had an hour long discussion. I love it. Okay, well, we will be back with more discussions. Okay, if bye guys. Like <laughs> bye.